0: Hello. Apa kabar? Welcome to The Indonesia Saga with Fee. A podcast talking crap about Indonesia from facts, culture, funny stories, news, travel tips or just things. Created and produced by Indonesian from Indonesia just for you wherever you are. My name is Fee. This is episode 7. Oh, Bali. What's your next vacation plan? Well, of course, after the COVID-19 pandemic, have you made any decisions yet? How about Bali? You must have heard it several times more than the word Indonesia. But please, please and please remember that Bali is a part of Indonesia, not the other way around. Today, direct international flights to bali are available from some countries so it keeps you out of some hassles on transiting in jakarta even though you have to go from jakarta that's fine too the flight only takes about um one hour and 45 minutes to then pasar its capital because bali itself is the name of an island which becomes one of provinces in indonesia however If you're up for more adventures, you can have a Java tour before boarding a ferry from Banyuwangi in East Java to Gilimanuk in West Bali. The trip from the port to the South Bali, which is the center of tourism activities, may take around 5 to 6 hours by car. Unless you prefer to explore the whole Island from the north to the south, it may take you days. But, of course, days of fun, I guarantee. Since Indonesia is a tropical country which has two seasons, the best time to visit Bali is certainly in a dry season from April to October, but most of all, June to August is the best sun and waves. Last year, Bali welcomed almost Three, sorry, almost 6.3 million international tourists, according to Statista. Bali has had its worst time. I'm sure some of you know this. The Bali bombings. Not once, but twice in 2002 and 2005. It was not easy to recover and gain back the trust of international tourists to visit Bali again after the horrific events. Yep. Today, Bali proves itself as one of the best islands in the world. Indonesia, of course, should be proud to have Bali in the Hall of Fame of Travel Asia's top 25 islands in the world in 2020. Australian and Chinese tourists are still number one visitors in Bali. For Australians, we can guess that it is simply because the location is close to the country and certainly direct flights from some cities in Australia are available comparing other cities in Indonesia that need a transit in Jakarta Plus, the flight and accommodation is cheap Although, people may only think, let's go to Bali, dude but not knowing which country they are heading to As a world tourist destination, most people in Bali speak English and they tend to be less conservative to the Westerners. Those are enough reasons for Australians to keep coming to Bali all year around. However, their dominance was taken by Chinese visitors in 2017. Thanks to the economic development and cheap all-inclusive package, Chinese tourists flocked the island significantly that year with a number of 1.39 million tourists, and number increased in the following year until today. But following the Covid situation, the number of foreign tourists visiting Bali surely tumbled down. Drastically, of course. Only around 800,000 foreigners visited Bali by June 2020. You may not be able to visit anytime soon. The government is determined to close Bali for international tourists and will only open its border again in 2021. Well, if the number of confirmed cases won't get better in Indonesia, your country may issue a travel warning to Indonesia at all, like what's happening at the moment. Sad. So what do you think when someone asks you to travel to bali tropical paradise with sun beaches waves hot girls in bikinis parties or romantic dinner Uh, yes those are very true if you dig deeper you will discover more than just its tropical paradise for me, Bali is a magical place. Nature and the culture are very divine. Balinese, in fact, have a good sense of humor. Maybe it's by nature since they mostly work in the tourism industry. If you have some chats with the locals, you may notice that they have similar names. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not notice uh hmm that's true you may not notice that. Um well unless they give you their stage name, that would be a different case. Bellini's first name indicates their status in the family. Like first kid will be named Wayan or Putu. The second child will be Made or Kadek or N. Meanwhile. Omang or Nyoman is for the third child, and fourth child will be named Ketut. These names then followed by their actual name. So let's make an example. If I were a Balinese, my name would be like Iwayan Fi because I'm a first child. Something like that, okay? We call Bali as the island of gods. You know that over eighty percent of its population is Hindu. Balinese Hindu is related to Indian Hindu, yet it is different in some ways. Balinese Hindu only believe in one god called Sang Hyang and their belief is the core of their everyday life. You must notice that. You must notice this even on your first day on the island. i mean like. Look at their daily routine. Every morning, people prepare a glass of coffee with snacks with offerings and incense. They will just put it in their place of, r- place of prayer. Later in the afternoon, they will make another offering of a different style. Rice and side dishes that are just cooked by not eating yet will be put on a small piece of banana leaf and serve it again in their place of prayer. It is a gratitude for the prosperity from God If you're lucky enough, you can have a chance to watch their religious or cultural festivities You know what? Even their funeral is a festivity! The name of this ceremony is Ngaben It is a cremation ceremony for Balinese Hindu to release the spirit of the dead body to the upper realm since it costs a big amount of money, the society sometimes holds a mass ceremony. What's wrong with you, V? I I will not travel over a, a thousand miles just to watch a cremation of person I don't even know. Well, of course you won't. Traveling is about exploring its local culture, isn't it? Besides, it's not like the event takes place all the time. I never even got a chance to watch it myself. Oh, and if you already haven't planned to go to Bali, please check out the calendar. Get information for the Indonesian holiday, because once a year, Bali will close its airport for any flights. And if you're already on the island, you will not be able to go out, let alone surf or sunbathe. The electricity will be put off. Well, except the hotels, of course, but still you're not allowed to make any noise. Why? Because it's Newpy Day. Nippy is the New Year's Day of Bellini's Saka calendar. All lights and sounds will be put off. People stay inside their house, stay away from worldly activities and meditate in solemnity. And that's how the festivity got its name. Silence. Rituals and ceremonies are held prior to the big day. One thing that should not be missed is the parade of Ogo Ogo. The giant papier mash Ogo Ogo is paraded on the beach before it torched to burn. It's very interesting, I swear. Um, the aim is to expel any evil spirits that may bring havoc to the island. So I can recommend you to watch the parade of Ogo, Ogo on the eve of Nyepi as part of your journey discovering Indonesia's authenticity. As a tourist, you absolutely should not miss the event in Kuta Beach, Seminyak, nusa Due, and Sanura. Even though you cannot go out on Nyepi, you have a chance to enjoy your hotel's facilities, But. Keep your curtains closed to not let the lights out. Plus, keep any sound at low too. Oh, um, you should also have a stargazing with your lover or just friends, because um, the night sky on Yippie Day is usually very clear. Okay, so we've covered the cultures. What's more now? Sunbathing and serving, of course. That's the point of Bali. No matter what your traveling style is, Bali always has the answers for you. When you go with your free-spirited friends, I suggest you head down to Kuta, Legian, or Canggu area. Instagramable cafes, bars, and clubs are waiting for you. However, if you're on a mission to impress your lover, (laughs) maybe a fancy dinner at a five-star hotel in Nusa Dua will suit you. Even King Solomon chose the area for his vacation retreat, so you should try too. Uluatu will be perfect for you who just want to spend every minute at the beach or for you who look for some waves to surf. When the sun sets, head to Chimbaran Beach and indulge in the best seafood dishes with the best ambience you could ever have, the sound of the sea. touching the sand, night breeze touching your face, beers and live music too of course. When you get enough with the white sand, then it's time for you to try the black sand. You're interested? Go on, visit Ahmed Beach with its black sand. It takes around two to three hours to travel from Kuta. Um, I went there once and I can admit that the most breathtaking sunset I've ever seen in Bali is in Ahmed Beach. So, I want you to visit and see it for yourself. Um, see? Um, recently I found pictures on the internet of this cliff with a splendid blue ocean. People took photos on the stairs leading to the cliff in Baden. Oh, you mean Glinking Cliff. Yes, yes. Um, you should have a selfie too there. It's in Nusa Panida Island where you can access with a 30 to 45 minute boat ride from Sanur. FYI, Sanur is the best place for you as an early riser who would like to view a breathtaking sunrise. Nusa Panida as... Nusa Banida has several other destinations, and I can say that some of them are pretty serene and not as congested as most places in the main island. So if you want more adventures, something different from Bali, um, less crowd, then maybe you should visit Nusa Banida. And other two popular islands are Nusa Lembongan and Nusa... Um, I forgot, Ceningan, I think. Yeah, you should look it up on the internet because I've never visited the the other two islands But Nusa Bonita is the best and the most popular among those three islands So um, What I've mentioned before are all located in the southern part of the island, which are perfect for sun and beach lovers and party animals too Yep, if you're looking for more of a peaceful area away from the crowd, clear your mind and rejuvenate your body, then my recommendation is Ubud. This is it. My ultimate intention of visiting Bali, hide myself from the cruel world. Well, that's a bit hyperbole, but maybe that's because Ubud really has that magic. It even attracted Obama to spend some relaxing days with his family and inspired Elizabeth Gilbert to write Eat Pray, Live. Obama and our phenomenal couple Kim K and Kanye West actually had the same taste of vacation by staying at a private and luxurious hotel of four in Sian Ubud. Unfortunately, none of them had a chance to experience the magical value that Elizabeth Gilbert pictured in her book. Just like Julia Robert, don't forget to add some eep for your lift destinations on your travel list. That includes Monkey Forest, Ubud Art Market, and the Galalang Rice Terraces. For some of you, the Galalang Rice Terraces may be quite familiar. I'm sure of this. Um, the images appear quite often when you type Bali into your search engine. Lonely Planet also adds it as must-have visit in Bali. What's so special about this place is that it is a UNESCO World Heritage. You mean the rice stars is heritage? Indeed. It is rather the Subak in fact. Um Subak itself is a traditional rice-filled irrigation system that is managed by the local community. Local wisdom at its best. But what makes it different from the usual irrigation system is that Subak consists of religious ceremonies for people as an individual and as a group of community. Obama did not visit the Tagalong Rice Terraces. He preferred to have a walk with another UNESCO's Subak, that is the Chadilui Rice Terraces in Tabanan Regency, which is around, um, I think, one kilometer. Uh, dry from Ubud, but both are wonderful, both the Galalang and the Jabi Louis terraces. Again, don't forget to check your calendar. The best time to visit the rice terrace is before the harvesting season, which is usually around May to July. And I suggest a trek in the morning with fresh morning air and warm sunlight. Besides, it will be an amazing experience for you to see morning routines of the farmer, which can be your photography idea. Continuing your journey up to the north is your next destination, Mount Batur. The volcano is also a UNESCO global geopark. What you can do here is have a sunrise trekking. No need to worry about driving in the dark at dawn. There are a bunch of tour operators who sell their packages that include pick-up from your hotel and breakfast. The trip from Ubud takes around one hour, so if your hotel is located in Utah, Nusa Dua, Uluatu, Legian, Seminyak, you certainly have to wake up way much earlier. If trekking is not your genre, I still have one recommendation. Another sunrise adventure is spreading a boat and watching dolphins live in a beach. How does that sound? Your kids must love this one. If you enter Bali from Banyuang in East Java, you may want to visit Menjangan Island. The island is actually separated from the main island, so this lesser known paradise is not to be missed, especially for you honeymooners from private resorts, scuba diving and temples. You only need to take a 30-minute boat ride from Gilliman Port rather than hours of drive from Denpasar Airport or Ubud. And don't forget to add it to your travel list. Before COVID-19 overtakes the world, Bali has been coping with overtourism which affects the local community Bali may be less conservative than any other tourist destinations in Indonesia You can have beers, party all night, get home drunk and nobody will look at you with judging eyes You can book a room with your boyfriend or girlfriend and nobody will call the police for adultery However, Balinese highly uphold their culture and beliefs As an Indonesian who loves Bali so much, it is upsetting seeing some people disrespect holy places. I mean, what do you think when you splash holy water on your ass or sit on the place of the prayer reposing in front of a Khmer. Isn't it really nice if we can respect each other? The world-renowned beauty of Bali at the same time attracts investors from both inside and outside Indonesia. Hotels, restaurants, spas, malls, and other tourist accommodations and attractions just keep growing over time. Yeah, sadly, it sometimes has to sacrifice our environment. Benoa Bay, for instance. Benoa Bay was a prominent debate in Bali for a few years. In 2009, Benoa Bay was set to be natural conservation. Its fate was changed in 2014 by the president at that time to be a public zone, which legitimized the reclamation project. Through reclamation, the investor aimed to build tourism facilities. But nonetheless, the preservation of Benoa Bay is pre-vital to prevent silting and damage to coral reefs. Not to mention the existence of Champuhan, or sacred area, which is also an important element to Balinese life. Hence, rejections toward the project came from all elements of Bali, including the local government. I remember seeing many banners around the disputed area saying Bali refused reclamation of Benoit, Bay, which comes from different communities. But hard work never lies, it's not just a, co- a quote, it's, it's true, it's, it's, it's happening to Belinese. The fight of Balinese resulted in a ministerial decree that set back Benoa Bay as maritime conservation. It's not the ending yet because the decree does not automatically cancel the 2014 presidential decree that makes the area a public zone and creates this havoc. People have to fight again to have a law instrument that can guarantee the purpose of Benoit Bay as maritime conservation. At the same time, the restoration of the bay must be conducted in an organized manner so when can we travel to Bali again well it should be when can you travel to Bali again because I can't travel to Bali anytime I'm an Indonesian but the answer should be soon right I'm not sure when the roll is going to heal but I hope very soon but you know mass and social distancing are not really suitable for bali and we have curve view in indonesia in order to contain the propagation of the virus so it would not be fun traveling to bali with your mask on and social distancing in the nightclub bali should be about freedom that's your thing speaking of freedom there's one interesting piece of news It's COVID-related, to be exact. We always know that Indonesians are rebels to their own government. Last July, some people took to the street in Denpasar, Bali. No mask, no social distancing. They protested the PCR test regulation as a mandatory requirement to travel. Very good that regulation is merely a commercial business under the guise of health protocol based on reviews from some experts they believed that the test won't prevent the propagation of the virus why let me give you a peek of how traveling in indonesia takes place during the pandemic all transportations are only allowed to have 50 percent of capacity to operate The passengers must take a PCR test to leave a city, and the certificate should be valid not more than 14 days prior to departure. The certificate then should be presented and shown to officers in airports, terminals, or train stations. But there is no verification process. It's purely just showing a letter that has writing negative on it. Once you arrive in your destination, the latter will be long forgotten and no need to take the PCR test after a journey in a compact plane or train cabin. So yeah, I think I can understand them a bit. What grabs the intention of Indonesian is that the demonstration was supported by a well-known Balinese public figure who, of course, worn a mask and disabated social distancing during during the event. He is now put in jail and sentenced to 14-month prison. No, no, not because of his participation in the protests, nor violating health protocols. He was charged with the law on information and electronic transactions regarding hate speech toward Indonesian doctors association or we uh, call it ED. He literally called them the lakey of WHO. Come on, I mean, isn't it disappointing? If you want to put him in jail, better with royal allegations and not just a trivial thing derived from ego. He spread conspirational theory about COVID-19 and displayed a reluctance to follow health protocols in public. Wouldn't it be more critical? But what's done is done. So, that's Bali. Thank you for getting to know Indonesia. If you like our content, share the podcast or tell your friend about it check out our site at com. and do you want more of indonesia stay tuned with us for more exciting topics about indonesia until the next episode terima kasih sampai jumpa